My name is Ian Aber, and this is Straight People. Joined today with our guest, uh, the lovely Mr. Jake Cook. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you for having yeah. me. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I like you went real deep because I called you lovely. You're like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my radio voice. Yeah. So, Jake, you and I know each other um, through stand-up, of course. It seems like everyone I know. Yeah. But you produced a show at Mammal Gallery for quite a while, right? Yeah. And But you're primarily a, a musician, correct? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I always was, yeah. And what are your, what are your, are your what, how do you describe your music and, and what do you play? play what are your what's your my my main project now and for a while it's been this project called seal pup which is like indie rock stuff i guess it's really definitely deeply punk influenced there's a lot of fast okay. songs and a lot of heavy stuff and a lot of like energy nice but uh, it's mostly it's just pop music i've like nice. i've written pop music my whole like musical you career. did a theme for me for my show surrogate so it was yeah, really yeah, yeah 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 it was great because like you completely Misunderstood what the show was, so right. I had to have you. I was like, "Can you just? Everything's great. Just change the lyrics to reverse." Which right. <laughs> like I said, I said comedians pull the pull the comedians tell the jokes. You pull the strings. Yeah, but I think it was the other way around. Right. I think it was that the, I, I was. I, you had it like where the audience was the ones telling the jokes or something <laughs> in for, the song. For some really reason, funny. yeah, I thought it was like people that like were too afraid to go on stage. Yeah, that, like comedians get an earpiece, oh. and then they tell them their jokes that they want to try. But then I thought about it later, like that'd be a horrible show. I know where would I find those people? Right? <laughs> people like, like that, that wanna, never want to leave their house. <laughs> and also, if you don't want to go on stage, it's like fuck you. Yeah, do it exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like, get a, they can just yeah. stick to the comment section of the internet where they belong. <laughs> um, so Jake, okay, so this is a show called Straight People. So we always talk about our, well, how do you identify? Straight, straight. For sure. Does everyone else agree with that, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I, don't, I think probably most people's. I think I have a straight vibe. You got a straight vibe. Not to say that there's a gay vibe and a straight vibe, but there there is. I mean, yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, for sure. There's at least some of that. Yeah. Um. So you're classic straight. A cl- classic straight. Classic straight. Like a cisgendered. Yeah. The whole deal. All that. Yeah. Yeah. That must be rough. Good. All, yeah. It's it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly the, hasn't gotten any better. It really gets sure. tired. Of, it, it really gets exhausting oppressing people all the time. Impressing. Like, oh, yeah. Oppressing people. Oh, oppressing. As okay. a straight as a straight male. Yeah. Like, that's How all do I you, do. What's the like? What's the where's the place? That you get to exercise your straight white um, male cis privilege the most in your life. Ooh, good question, isn't uh, well, it? You know, I think I like, just came up with that. I think, I think, <laughs> honestly. Oh shit! I, I need to set the timer too. Oh yeah, no problem. Because otherwise, I don't want the episode to be longer than thirty minutes. Cool. Because if a straight person gets more than thirty minutes, then people are going to complain. Right. Yeah, I know who that is. I would, I would complain too. <laughs> but I, I think like. It, I'm a server at a restaurant, and I think like people definitely respect you a lot more when you're a server and you're a male, really, than when you're a woman. Absolutely, wow. Okay. I see it all the time. Like wow. they just any little thing that a female server does is like interpreted as rude or something. If, yeah. they're, not, if they're not like super bubbly, then they think that you're a bitch or something. Wow. Okay. Whereas like if I'm more stern, I think people respect me more. Really, and they'll tip me more based on that. So have you ever tried being bubbly and see what happens or? I can't. I mean, like, I, I've I've struck a. <laughs> Is that not one of your gears? It's lovely? not really, but but I've struck a balance to where like I'm. I, I don't hate people. I'm not. I don't think I'm aloof or anything when I when I serve people. Yeah. I like I like people. I'm not like. Uh, I, like I've it, there's a way of being professional where you're still being yourself. Like a server has to have a reasonable degree of uh, politeness and like. And yeah, stuff you like have that. to like 
serving people. Yeah, or not. I tried to do it for quite a while over the years, and I was never good at it. Yeah, I was just, much better to work at like a coffee shop where you could be a little rude and yeah. they liked it. You know what I mean? I, I think I, I think I eased into that whole yeah. thing because like I used to work night shift at a majestic diner and like overnight there it's just crazy as hell it's like just nothing but screaming drunk people all night long so you can kind of be yourself you can kind of like just you don't have to put on any airs or anything like that because everybody's wasted so majestic that's the one on ponds right Mm -hmm. yeah there used to be one on i forget what it was called but there was one on um cheshire bridge for a long time it's landmark it was landmark for a minute yeah but before that it was like called like duncan dine or something yeah and there was this old woman who worked there and um I remember, like, she, she either liked you or she didn't. And it, yeah. it wasn't, like, per table. It was, like, you could have three people at the table and she liked one of you and the other two she wasn't having any, like, nothing you said yeah. or did she liked in any way. And I remember my friend, I ordered, like, I ordered a patty melt and whatever. And then he was, like, you know, oh, what what are the vegetables? Can I get a, you know, can I get this? Like, can I get the field peas? And she's, like, no. Yeah. And he's, like, can I get the mac and cheese? No. <laughs> just everything well, he asked for. He, she was just, like, no. I, no. I, I, yeah, I, I hate I hate going to a restaurant and feeling like like some servers make you feel like you're an asshole for being there, you know. Well, you can tell when somebody doesn't want to be there. Like, yeah, yeah, but you and, you and shouldn't. I usually don't take that personally. I, yeah, I don't I don't take it I don't take it personally. Either, Most of the but, time, I don't want to be places. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when a waiter, I find it refreshing. I'm like, oh, well, we're both on the same page then, aren't we? Right. <laughs> one of us wants to be at this cheesecake factory right now. But <laughs> it's it's like. I get I get that people don't want to be there. Nobody wants to be anywhere. I don't want to have a job. I don't want to do anything. But I feel right. like I've had to just develop that skill, which has been a good. I think it's a good thing to develop that kind of a, or it was a good thing for me personally to develop that kind of social skills to where now I can. I'm a lot more confident with talking to people and like I yeah. can kind of. You learn to code switch and talk to different people different ways and like just feel people out more. I yeah. guess. Because it's all it's all like psychology. It's really it's like it's it's a little it's kind of interesting because like yeah. I, I know that like. But you think women, the women are treated worse. Just oh yeah, they have the a, they, they have, have to be nice. They have to not only be nice. Sometimes like they have to make the customer believe that they will fuck them or like really? or, or that's a possibility. And if that doesn't happen, <laughs> yeah, well, just some like it depending on, you know, I get it's a lot of women just have this or just. I've I've noticed with women like it is this thing where like there's like this uh, very uh, innocuous kind of flirtation that occurs like when you're a server and if it doesn't happen like people think that you're cold or something it's a lot it's a lot uh, yeah. easier it's a lot easier I've definitely for, noticed like when a yeah. when a waitress thinks that Payne and I are two just straight guys like having wings together you know yeah, what I mean? yeah and then when we're like you know we'll split the pancakes and she's like oh okay right and so she doesn't more. have to do that the, the, then she's then she's just a re- she's ex regular yeah but then she the, when she originally comes to the table it's like how you do and darling and all that stuff right. yeah and then when she realizes she doesn't have to do it it's like she just acts like a regular I've definitely experienced that yeah because that's, that's just that's just something that that female servers learn about how to because people will just will not tip you for no reason you know and people oh, people respect you less monsters they, if anything goes wrong they you don't tip you're yeah. a monster i don't even, oh yeah have you ever do you have friends like i don't have very many but like every once in a while you'll meet somebody who's never worked in a in a, in a restaurant or anything and then you go to lunch with them or whatever and you didn't know that about them you didn't know that they were just that one person who just happened to never have to yeah. and they're like the worst to the way you and I'm, <laughs> I'm super sensitive to, about that you know just because yeah. because of what i do yeah. but like yeah i i guess i've 
I don't really. It's like, that's like my version like of that. like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because it's like you don't know that you don't know that about somebody right away. Right. That's something you find out about somebody. And I remember recently. It's not too recent. It's like in the last year I had that happen with someone where I barely knew them, but we were both in the situation where we like we were in town at the same time somewhere. Everyone we had lunch, and it was like very much of a. Yeah. Um, I was like please and thank you to everything, and he was very much of like a. Oh, this isn't right, and that's not right. And why can't I? You know, why can't I order this thing that's not on the menu, even though the <laughs> Basic ingredients aren't even listed in the <laughs> other items on the menu. You know, just or people got to order off the menu. Man. I don't know. That's people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime people anybody starts to order off, of, like, is like, well, I see you have these three yeah, things. That's not. Did you make me this instead? It's like that's this the isn't that's, Hogwarts. It's a difference between We're not <laughs> making potions. You know, that's, like, that's why a restaurant is different from a grocery store. Because at <laughs> a grocery store, you can buy the items you want, and then you go cook it yourself. Right. And then you don't have to tip anybody because you're. Could you imagine yourself. a restaurant where it's like they don't have? They just list ingredients, yeah. and then you have to tell them what you want. Yeah, <laughs> it would take forever. It'd be like, can right. you just get a sandwich? <laughs> you know, you got. Like, we have all these yeah. ingredients. Tell tell me how you want them prepared. You know, restaurants like they 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 need to they work a lot of times to simplify the menu so it's easier to just turn tables over and make the most profit. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you do if you're doing nothing but crazy shit all the time, or like, and if you go to like a, a nice restaurant, like if a like a Rathbuns or something like that, they they won't they don't take kindly to any kind of substitutions and shit <laughs> like that because it's like. The chefs, like, it's something that the chefs have thought about, like, the whole, all the stuff that goes in the ingredients of their dishes and stuff like that. So, if you change something, it's like, if you change something and then it sucks and then you blame them, it's like, they want to be able to control, like, the product, you know? Yeah. So, So what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten at the Majestic? A guy gave me a hundred bucks one time. Uh, this no. table gave me a hundred bucks. Oh, nice. Was it on a small check or was it on a big table? Yeah. yeah, it was nice. just. It was like I think it was like two or three people. Yeah. And and uh, another server told me when they came in that last time they came in they uh, gave him a hundred dollar tip. He's like, so be nice to these people because I think they just do that sometimes. Okay, nice. And that's what happened. They gave me a hundred dollar tip. Just gonna point out that Jake did not have his phone on yeah. a silent mode, even though we're didn't. recording a podcast. I and threw then it he on the threw it on the ground, but he leaned away from the microphone while he was talking. Yeah, yeah. So that's minus. You're doing it again. Minus ten points uh, from your <laughs> overall score for the. You're still not talking. Just, on the just looking at my phone on the yeah. ground. You can pick your phone back up. You don't have. You can just set it to something quiet. Can, well, yeah. I'll just, just set it to silent real quick. Okay, please do. <laughs> um, yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. Okay. Um, what is your go-to? What do you order when you're going to? Yeah, Like a diner. We're like a diner. Let's give me a, give me your breakfast. If you were going to like, if you were going to eat at the Majestic. That's that's you? very similar to a question that I receive all the time, which is. What's good? Yes, yeah. Pain, <laughs> like Pain will only ask crazy. what's popular. He'll go, what's yeah. popular? He won't go, what, what do you like? Because yeah. we've been at too many steakhouses where he's like, well, what do you like? And then the waitress is like, well, I'm a vegan, so I don't eat anything. <laughs> right, stuff like that. Or just, you got to take So what's account. popular? What's the most popular? Well, what do you eat there? Do you even eat there? Oh, I eat there all the time. That's yeah. why, like, the stuff that I make myself or the stuff that I order is not even necessarily. Uh, so I, I can do you're, that stuff. You're using I it like can, a grocery store. Okay. I, I, can, I can make, yeah, I can do that if I yeah. want because I'm making the food. What is the like, Single most popular item at the Majestic? Probably the the burgers in general. That's what I got you in here for. Not to talk about yeah. sexuality <laughs> Just burgers. Just the burgers. I'm here as a representative from the Majestic. Okay, thing. good. Well, yeah, the, bur- the burgers are popular. I mean, I'm going to give you the stock answer, what I tell people. The burgers are popular. I say, like, oh, yeah, we're like a classic diner, so stuff like yeah. burgers, 
uh, omelets are popular, uh, all the breakfast items are popular. If you look on the back here, we got blue plates that comes with two sides and a piece of Texas toast. <laughs> Every, everything that I say at the Majestic, I've already said 10 million times. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I have a, it just, it just, it's like I can do it like asleep, basically. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, I take, or, take people's orders in my dreams. Did you? I just yeah, I've, like I had a dream last night about about serving. It's a never it never ends, <laughs> but it's just like in my head, you know. Nice. So I I, I have a, yeah a stock answer like that for everything. But I would say yeah, the burgers are actually really good. I eat there all the time and I enjoy it. Yeah, um, it's good. It's not a it's not. A, I feel like it gets a bad rap for some well, reason. Well, yeah. It, I think it might be a little pricey, but I understand yeah. why it is because yeah. it's staying open in this environment. And it's kind of changed a lot over the years. So I've lived here for 30 years. Yeah. And it used to be one of those places that had, like, they made everything, plus it had a bunch of Greek food for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. their menu used to just be uh, kind of obnoxious and, like, you know, they had everything, everything. It's a, it's a big menu, yeah. but, it, you know, but they just pared it down to, like, the kind of like the classic, what you expect. Yeah, they try the diner. They try know? to. I mean, it's, it's yeah. places run really well and we do great business. And I will I'll say that I've yeah. been going there over the years and never once have it ever, like, I can't say that about all the restaurants in Atlanta, never once had a problem being at a big gay table of gay people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's one of those places where that's never, ever been an issue. I, you um, know, it's funny. I saw a video, like, from the mid-90s of, yeah. like, RuPaul and his crew coming into Majestic. Yeah. And everybody, like, turned their heads. It, was a t it looked totally different. It was before yeah. they renovated and stuff. Yeah. but. It was a different oh, time yeah. for sure. Then, like, that, what place, the that place looks crazy back yeah. then. Um, no, but that was, they would come in and everyone would go, what the fuck? But then they'd go yeah. right back to their eggs and bacon and whatever else, you know? Right, yeah. And that's sort of how it was back then. And But, yeah. like, that's not, you can't say that about all the places. Like, there were places, like, I've been to that landmark diner where the punchline is now. Yeah. And with a group of gay guys. And, like, one of the waiters made some comment. And we were all like, what did that's you say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and then we all freaked out. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> It's, but it was also like 25 years ago. Times are a little different. But. And and Majestic's basically in Midtown. It's like the yeah, edge of Midtown. So absolutely. Well, it's in between of, Midtown and Little Five Points. So it's like right. you're getting and then on Ponce it, it, itself. So you're getting everything. You're getting a mix of everything. Yeah. Um, so in classic straight people fashion yeah. of this podcast, I have completely gone off topic, and we have not talked about sexuality at all. You all right. do identify as straight. So what I always ask mm -hmm. my straight guests are is that you're born straight, and then your parents are straight, and it's just like straight, 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 straight. And yeah. then one day you realize that that's not the only thing there is out there. So like sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's a person you know, or there's a maybe not even a person you know, just a person that's pointed out to you, yeah. um, or it's a slur that you heard on the play ground like what's your access to gayness like who's the first gay person you how did when did you become aware of what gay is in the world i remember my dad telling me when i was a kid he, he was really close friends with this gay guy that i never met um who uh died of aids but uh he had my dad told me about how he he had aids and i guess he didn't know at the time they didn't really know how it was transmitted or something he would like invite this guy to dinner at our house and stuff when I was a kid and he wouldn't come over because he was like I don't want to give your kids AIDS or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> which is that's that's the story yeah. I heard, which is like mind blowing. But I remember my dad telling me about that guy at a young age, he was like a real close friend of his. I remember my dad telling me that the Indigo Girls were gay, and I thought it was hilarious because for <laughs> yeah for some reason like it was such a foreign. Uh, it really was like a foreign concept to me as a kid, and just like it made me kind of like. Not like uncomfortable, but it, it was like uh, it was funny to me for some reason. The thought of two women or two dudes kissing each other was like so foreign and like out of my 
out of the things I've witnessed or experienced that it was, and that's where like, def, there's definitely in elementary school there's a lot of kids calling other kids gay and stuff as an insult. Oh, absolutely. Which that's is, where it really which, starts, I think. Yeah, which is which sucks to sucks to think about, and it sucks to realize that I may have participated in that even as a yeah. kid, just to try to fit in, you know, um, calling people gay to as an insult, and. It's I got I can't only imagine how much it sucks when you actually are gay and like just feeling like surprisingly you know. I've noticed that like in stand up the people that have the biggest issue with it the ones who are like make the the biggest point of being uh, telling everyone that they were called gay as a kid are the ones that grew up to be straight. Yeah, <laughs> I was, it's like yeah. it's like you didn't even get the benefit of like all the delicious dicks. You had to grow up and be straight. You know, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> um, you had to be called gay. You had to be yeah. called gay without the the benefit. You, yeah, the you don't parts. get any of the prize. You yeah. just got the punishment. Um, I kept, I think kids called me gay. Like or kids would call me. I remember the word gayfer, which yeah. has gone very out of. I mean, I get only. I don't know if little kids still say it, but it's such a silly. Yeah, gay for. <laughs> I've heard a couple of people say that. I've never been. That's never been. It was always yeah. queer. Queer. I never. Fag. There was a lot of fag being thrown around when I was a kid. I'm a fag. fag yeah. She's a fag. There. And like, you know, they did, we didn't even have dyke. We didn't know that word. Yeah. So, like, even the girls, a girl was a fag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and fag was just a bad, weak thing. You didn't even mm-hmm. really truly associate it with queer people, even though that's the connotation. And yeah. so it doesn't. You know, it's like once you realize, oh, that's why. You know, everybody hates gay people because <laughs> we teach children that that's the weakest, most awful thing you could possibly be. Right. Um, but or, yeah. or just teach them that they're, like, completely different people, you know. Or, like, I remember, like, Will and Grace and stuff and that being a big cultural thing, yeah. you know, in, in my lifetime. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Loburn, okay. which is, like, Gwinnett County. It's, yeah. like... 30 minutes from here. Yeah, so kind of outside so, the yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there were gay people just within a driving distance. I'm sure there are gay people in Lilburn. Yeah. Every town has to have yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the but yeah. queer. So, yeah. but then you moved into the city and then you probably saw lots of gay people everywhere. That's kind of like how that works, right? Yeah, but I, I think I didn't, I didn't like, I think the key to uh, not being prejudiced or not being racist or anything like that is just being around people that are like, that are like that people that are like being exposed to it like i i lived in delonga for a couple of years and there's not really any gay people and there's not really any black people and yeah. i i i mean there are but it's 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 definitely predominantly white and straight and whatever yeah um so uh, whatever indeed yeah. <laughs> in between stuff yeah. but i worked at i worked i got a job at pizza hut as my i was 18 years old as a delivery driver and my first day I was and there was I met everybody that worked there and there's this guy that worked there that was like pretty flamboyant and stuff yeah and uh the nice guy and stuff and I, I went on like I was like shadowing one of the other delivery drivers and uh so I went with her like just hopped in her car while she went on deliveries and like trained me basically and I was kind of making small talk and I was like so how do you like how do you like working at Pizza Hut and she was like yeah, it's all right. I don't like faggots, though. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Wow. She's just referring to this one guy. Oh, the one guy that you... Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like... Yeah. Like, she wanted to acknowledge it, and I guess she expected me to kind of 
be like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Dude. That's what but they do, though. That's like, what, well, why do you... That's what... I think that's what... It's weird because, like, that's what I've always experienced with racism in the South, especially growing up. So, like, when I was perceived as straight, there'd be these times where it'd be only, like, white guys or whatever. It was yeah. always... It was never women. Well, I mean, it's interesting that your story is women. My yeah. story was always... It was, like, guys. And the minute there were guys around, there was always this joke about... Um, uh, they would refer to black people as Canadians, like as if that's some secret code yeah, that yeah. no one will ever figure out that, or yeah. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of that, and I'd always be like, "Why am I being included? Like, what? Yeah, have right. I, what have I done today to make them think that I'm just waiting around right. to have this secret racist conversation with them? Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. And then if you said anything about it, and and that's what I thought was the funniest is that the only times that I've ever spoken up about that kind of thing in like those kind of work environments, then immediately I was called. Gay. So it was like, hey, don't talk about black people like that. What are you, a fag? <laughs> That's not even how that works. That's not even equivocal of any. You know, what like, are you, a Canadian? What are you, gay for Canadian? Are you gay for black people? I don't, even, I don't even know. I just remember I worked at like a blockbuster. I worked at a Turtles. Do you remember Turtles? Uh-uh. You're too young. Yeah. Um, so blockbuster music. All those blockbuster musics used to be Turtles. Weird. And I worked at one. Um, it, it, I think it was. It switched from one brand to the other. But I worked at the one in Peachtree Road in Buckhead. Yeah. And like half the people that worked there were black. And there was this like whole little subgroup of, of straight white guys that worked there that all resented the fuck out of it. And like anytime it was just white people in the break room, they'd start talking like that. And I find, it was like, I don't I think I yeah. even worked there. I couldn't have worked there more than like two or three weeks where I was like, I don't, A, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And like, what did I, what have I done to make you think that? And then they were like, yo, you're a fag. Blah. Right. Um, and then like, I would tell the black people and they were like, oh yeah, we all know. Right. Like, we, yeah. There's nothing to be done about it. You know, it was like mm-hmm. back then it was like, they were just like, yeah, fuck them. And that's just how it was. It was like, just this like. Everybody hated each other. I feel like, and and I was the king of the. uh, It was. It was. I I think I worked there maybe a month. I couldn't have lasted longer than a month. It was very toxic environment. In Snellville and and Lowburn, where I'm from, like I feel like it's it's like that where like for a long time it was mostly white and there was kind of like black people started moving more and more and I feel like uh, you know maybe you know ten years ago or something like that I I I lived there and I worked at Waffle House and. I feel like there, there's a lot of there's like a palpable racial tension. It's just weird. It's still like when I go when I visit there, it's like this weird unspoken thing where I feel like the white people that lived there for a long time are kind of upset so like that. Morrissey about it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's Morrissey's thing. Yeah, Morrissey's whole thing is subhuman. Like, these, n- these neighborhoods don't look the way that they used to when I was a kid. Blah, blah, right. Blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like that kind of yeah. Thing. The times have changed and England yeah. for the English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's. I think that's the. I think that's the Trump supporters. I think the Trump supporters are like they want to go back. The, the good old days aren't the good old days. The good old days are the good old white days. Yeah, and that's they what want, they mean. It's yeah, a code. exactly. And they're. I don't know where, like I guess I was. I haven't been along alive long enough because, like, I don't. Those days never existed, as far right. as I was concerned. Like everywhere I've ever lived, it's always been incredibly mixed. Yeah. Um, and usually, there's not a problem. <laughs> like, I I feel like that the racism today tends to be a little bit more 
along the lines of like I'm going to keep it super super secret except for the internet and that what yeah. we would see in the past was it was like at least you knew who the racists were like exactly. when you were at work you knew who they were because they were the ones who would act out like fucking you know like the, the all the Canadian stuff when I worked at that um, they did that at, when I worked at Chick-fil-A too which I always thought was really weird yeah. Chick-fil-A was like an oddly racist company considering all their values are so like we love everybody except the gays you know it's right like, <laughs> that makes that makes sense to me Somehow, but but yeah, it's like um, uh, with the Cana- the Canadian thing. I remember hearing that like in the in the service industry, um, as a code for for black people. I remember hearing that like a long time ago. Um, but what was I gonna say? I wonder where that comes from. Is it just like uh, servers being lazy and racist? I guess. I guess yeah. Uh, I never. I never. That was there before yeah. I ever. It's like that's a thing that existed probably. When I was your, you know what I mean? When I was yeah. in, so, you know, how old are you? I'm 29. 29, so I'm 46. Yeah. So, like, there's a whole, like, you know, 17 years <laughs> of where I was probably experiencing the same thing, like, a decade before you ever did. Yeah. Um, that's such a strange but, thing. But what I was going to say is, like, yeah. I, I would hope, if I had a if I had a child, I would hope to raise them in a place that was really diverse, somewhere like Atlanta. Yeah. Where they get exposed to a lot matters. of different people. And it like, really matters. Like, yeah. what I've noticed about the, this podcast specifically is that the straight people I have on, the ones who have no, um, have never had any issues with gay people or people that grew up uh, in neighborhoods adjacent to gay people. So, like, Derek Sheen grew up in, like, you know, kind of like downtown Seattle near the gay neighborhood. So, he always saw gay people and they were just around yeah. and in his life. And Norlex Belma uh, grew up in music and he had the exact same experience where it's like there was never a time where there wasn't a gay person. So, there was nothing, like, even if it wasn't the lifestyle that him or his family lived, it still wasn't this foreign, undefinable thing. It wasn't, you know, like it wasn't, it couldn't be scapegoated in any way because yeah. it existed. And, it, you know, it's like you can't demonize, you can demonize like an, uh, someone you don't know very easily, but right. it's really hard to demonize somebody that you know that like, yeah, well, they pay their bills and they go to church. Exactly. You relate stuff. to yeah. them more. They're just like you. Yeah. yeah. The more, the, it's, the, it's harder to, to convince people of that. Right. When they're, when they're around, like in Dahlonega, there's not, like I said, there's not a lot of gay people or not a lot of out gay people. And not oh, a lot I'm of sure there are people, way so more like, now, though. I mean, like, just uh, a lot. I mean, Every time is, I go to one of the, like, any small towns, I always do, like, a blast on, like, Growler, I think it's called. And, and it's yeah. like a, hey, I'm a bear, you're a bear, come watch this comedy show. Yeah. And not, all the, not always people come, but the amount of people that respond sometimes, I'm like, well, shit, if all these people showed up, this would be. But it's like, sometimes it's way more than you expect. It's like, those small towns, they're there. They're definitely there. I would, I, I'd, I'd like to think, I'd like to hope that, like, just the whole culture is different. But I know there's definitely pockets all over the country that are real racist and prejudiced and shit like that yeah but i know that it was i know that it was definitely more it was definitely way more of a thing when i was growing up in the 90s than it is now like they couldn't if there was a gay character on tv like that was their whole thing was that they were gay yeah it's not now it's like if there's a gay character it's like a total it's not nothing that doesn't matter about that character necessarily unless yeah, they make it matter, i think that's you know? true i think there, there's like there needs to be somewhere in the middle because like yeah. sometimes it does matter that we're gay, not, you know yeah yeah like well sometimes i'm not trying to say no no, no, no yeah, yeah. absolutely i'm just yeah. kind of making my own comment there where it's yeah. like you're right about that but it's like sometimes i feel like they've overcorrected it's like i'm a lesbian and it doesn't matter at all and it's like but sometimes it might sometimes right. it might be the most important thing about you because of who you're dealing with you know right um and i think that that's what like that's what I think we're seeing more of, where it's like sometimes the stories are about our identity and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Like you can go back and forth. You don't have to be 
one way or the other. You don't have to always, con we, don't, we don't have to live our lives, you know, like kind of being persecuted or constantly fighting for our rights. We actually have days where, you know, we just go eat dinner and work our jobs. <laughs> That's, um, I would have never guessed. Yeah, right? Um, so we're getting close to the end here. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about, so Seal Pup, you heard the music you're working on. Yeah. Uh, how can people find you? What is it about? Um, what's next for you in terms of what you're developing musically? It's uh, Seal Pup is just, yeah, it's like it's just pop music. It's It's short songs. It's real, like, I try to just... I've been writing songs for a long time. I'm making music by myself since I was like 13 or 14 or something. Okay. And recording it by myself. And um, yeah, it's just I Why like by yourself. Just because uh, it's just something I got into doing. Yeah. Was, and it was like at a at a young age, I got like a four track tape recorder when I was like 14 or 15 or something like that. It was just something I wanted to do. I wanted to make music, and uh, I didn't have a band, and I knew how to play drums. Kind of taught myself how to play guitar. And if you know how to play guitar, you pretty much know how to play bass. And then keys probably came after that. But yeah. I just wanted to make music, and I wanted it to be, like, full, like, have all the instruments and stuff like that. So I just learned how to record myself. And I've definitely gotten way better over yeah. the years. I think I'm the best I've ever been at, like, recording. But Seal Pup is, like, really, it's it's pop music. A lot of people call it pop punk probably, but it's it, the, the themes are, like, just about, I just try to get to the emotional core of how I'm feeling uh, I guess or just like stuff that I would talk about in therapy or something like that okay or stuff that I have talked about in therapy is like mostly the the subject matter um, but I'm not I don't try to make it purposely sad there's a lot of positive songs but a lot of sad stuff I just try to get raw I try to be really raw okay I basically when I'm writing lyrics I try to make myself cry <laughs> Which is not really, I can't Which really, is yeah. Like literally the opposite of how you write jokes. You yeah. Try to make yourself laugh. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's why I like that's why I really started doing comedy in the first place. Yeah. Because I kind of had writer's block and uh, wanted to do something more light and kind of. So do you have you done any? Have you mixed the two mediums and done any like comical songs or anything, or no? I mean, not really. Like when I had my show last Wednesdays, sometimes I would do I would make music to play at the show as like a bit, you know. Yeah. Do like musical numbers and stuff like that. Um, I've never really thought about like making a comedy music album, or I have like thought about it, considered it, but um, and maybe I will one day. I'm not against it. I like I like comedy and music together, you know. Well, um, I may get another theme song for this show, so I'll definitely hit you up. Cool, cool. Um, I mean, I have a. I don't know if you've ever heard the one that Matt did. It's, it's hilarious. Fucking brilliant. It is I love it. It's so funny. But I thought yeah, he's so good. You know, this will be we're, we're sort of rebooting all of this. So it's like, well, to keep that for a little while, but then I got to phase in a new one. You know, maybe keep I could do it fresh. Maybe I could do a new. Maybe I could like do a cover or like a take on that one with his permission. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Try that. Well, you. The originally I just sent him Patty LaBelle's new attitude and I was like yeah. and I was like just the word straight people over and over again. Yeah. Um and but it sounds a little bit like this and I feel like he pretty much nailed it. Oh for sure. Because it definitely has like there's like that little keyboard thing that happens at the very end. I was like mm -hmm. oh, that's just super funny. <laughs> it's catchy. I spent a lot of time talking about the the um the song on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Like so, I, do you I, have any shows coming up? What's going on with you? Where I have a couple. You? I have a couple shows. Well, when is when is this going to come out? Uh, this will probably be coming out in the beginning of December. Okay, so the shows that I have now <laughs> will have already happened, but okay, I do have Sorry. a show. I, I'm, it's all right. I'm playing a. You missed it, but what's I, I will have already. I've already played. I we'll guess have done. Uh, a seal pup show on the 19th at Waller's. Okay, and, and then I have this new band with um, Sam Severin. 
uh, called Small. It's like a punk okay. band. It's really sweet. We're going to play a lot of shows in the future for sure. Okay. Um, but we're playing in Athens on next Wednesday. Maybe give me some intro outro music from that and I'll credit you guys on an episode or something. Cool, that'd yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so cool. So what I'll do is uh, I'll make sure that before this comes out, we'll get if you have anything going on in December. Well, um, I, if I if how, I how can people find you? Yeah, yeah. Like I I think I, I the easiest way to plug my stuff is just to say to look up Seal Pup on Spotify. Yep. And it's also on iTunes and all that other stuff. Okay. Uh, in Bandcamp, but I really want people to hear it. I, I like I put out this new album called I Bleed Pop earlier this year, a couple months ago. It got a huge, really good response from it. A lot of people really were into it. Um, and I got like I got up to like 95 Spotify listeners, and now it's down to like 45 or something. <laughs> so I got to get the numbers back up. <laughs> what happened? I, I don't. I mean, I guess people just. We're like, I don't know. This. Yeah, after the, there was like a buzz for yeah. but like the people that are into it, it has a cult following. So you're when you do seal, can you perform everything yourself live? I like. How I do. You, how do you? How does that work? Yeah, like I, I recorded. I record a um, a bass track and a drum track that plays together, and I plug my guitar into the computer. And it has like a amp sound on it, so I, everything comes out of my computer. Okay. I play the guitar, and there's a bass and drum track, and then I just sing. Okay, nice. Yeah, which sounds okay. I really, I really want to have a band, but yeah. I don't have a band at the moment. I, have, I mean, I'm small, but I don't have a seal pup band at the yeah. moment. Oh, well, cool. But that's the ultimate goal. You should hit up like who are the the um, comic musicians, Matt Petchney, Khaled Al Chufi. Yeah. Uh, Will Foskey, I think a few of them, they all play some something, something. I've jammed with them. Yeah. Those guys are all awesome. Yeah. Well, Matt, the, the songs that Matt makes right now, like his, yeah. it, the some of that stuff, it just cracks me up. It makes me laugh so fucking hard. He, he's he's a silly man. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really fucking cracks me up. He does. <laughs> all right. So we're wrapping up here. Okay. Uh, catch Seal Pup everywhere. Just yeah. look for Seal Pup, Spotify, find them on all social medias and whatnots. Yeah. And um, I'd like to end with this question. Uh, sure. Straight people. Uh, if you have a culture, I'm I'm unaware. Okay. But uh, if you did, like, let's say that there was an identity of just straight people. What do straight people eat? Like, what's a go-to straight Pearson meal? Like a grilled ham and cheese sandwich. A grilled ham and cheese. Um. Let's see. I American mean, cheese, white bread. American cheese, white bread. Store-bought ham. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That just any mayonnaise or oh yeah sour? tons of mayonnaise yeah tons of mayonnaise yeah tons of mayonnaise um, or I don't know maybe just a little bit of mayonnaise just a little <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I don't I don't know cottage cheese <laughs> I guess I'm just when you say straight people I'm just thinking of like what's I guess I'm I'm associating with like white people exactly <laughs> I'm <laughs> like no no yeah. not, but straight people <laughs> yeah yeah straight people uh, pussy. They do. They eat yeah. pussy. Yeah, yeah. Some of the women don't. The women yeah. Don't. yeah, yeah. Booty. I think the straight people be eating the booty. Yeah. Yeah. They just got eating. caught up. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Man, was, I can finally eat that pe- people's ass and not be called a fag. Right? <laughs> you can finally eat your girlfriend's ass. And she <laughs> will not call you a fag anymore. Yeah. Um, we'll just end on that. We're going to end on that note. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Ian Neighbor, and this has been Straight People.